we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I'm Hannah, and I'm playing Winnie, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? Hi, I'm Brennan. I'm playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Furia. And Rob? I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night. And I am Amelia Song, your GM, and we are going to rewind time just ever so slightly. As you all stand looking toward the gate to Ulfair, the Twilight Wilds. Han. As Winnie prepares to guide her friends into this land, what does she have to say to them? All right, so she definitely has everyone in like a semicircle and is standing in the middle of them. I like um, to imagine that you are standing, you're about to open the gate and then you pause and rotate, just swivel around <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. at this group of people ready to file in behind you. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so. <sighs> okay, most of you are newbies to this realm. What the main thing you need to understand First of all, rule number one, let's say this first. Um, don't ever leave the group. Don't ever go anywhere by yourself in a plane that you are not familiar with. Agree? How else are you going to explore it? Um, with other people at your side so you don't uh, disappear and we'll never find you ever again. Because that's happened before. I trust you implicitly, Winnie. I... Be lying if I didn't say this whole ordeal makes me a mite bit nervous. All right, well, if you stick to my side and listen to everything I have to say, we shouldn't have any problems. Yeah? I shouldn't or uh, won't. Some, some degree of certainty here. I mean, I, I can't guarantee anything, but you just have to you just have to listen to what I have to say. And that is the closest thing that I can guarantee that you will you and everyone else in this group will be safe. If it were anybody but you. All right. What's the uh, worst that could happen? Oh, don't a lot of things. A lot of things that, that I won't answer. go into right now. But uh, to start off, we're not actually going anywhere super dangerous to begin with. That being said, I don't know where we're going to be sent once we go talk with Morovi. So we are going to be going into the autumnal court, which is where my wife is from. Um, we will be speaking with her family, who is one of the families in charge of the autumnal court, um, to get more information on where we need to go. Uh, the tunnel court is pretty good about having rules and government and people in charge and all that. Uh, but again, don't know where we're going to be sent. So the thing you need to remember about going into Olfair is that your words mean more than your actions. So if someone comes up to you and starts asking you some questions, you don't answer them, or at least you think really hard before answering them. So <laughs> I'm going to turn to um, Craig and say, uh, hello, sir. May I have your name? No. 
Perfect. Perfect answer. No, or you just keep walking or you tell me what's going on. Tell one of us what's going on. And that's what I did when I met you guys. You know, that's <laughs> that's true. Everyone should just follow Craig's example. And then I'm going to turn to... Um, Craig Ar- smirks a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Argos and say, may I have a moment of your time? Absolutely. Wait. No. Wrong. Bam. Years taken off your life from just saying that. Good God. <clears throat> that's what I mean. You got to be... Super careful. So again, don't talk to anyone that you don't trust. Don't talk to anyone you don't recognize. Don't answer any questions that you're not completely certain of. All right. Understood? Absolutely. Magnus, I know you've been here before, but we will be in the presence of, again, my family. So I expect good behavior. I, I'm always just the pinnacle of propriety, especially around the snot-nosed elves. <laughs> snot-nosed. <laughs> All right, I guess that's good enough for me. Um, now, our, our, is all of this understood? Once again, I just want to make sure you're all going to be under my watchful eye. I have a place of status in this place, so... I am a little bit respected, so no one should be looking down on you you or wanting to bring you harm or anything like that. So just stick by my side. Again, follow those rules. Are we understood? I just want to point out, as you're saying, that we have to follow all of these rules or else we're going to get surreptitiously bamboozled by the Fae. And yet you're saying, oh, nothing will go wrong. They mean us no harm. Nobody should that, mess that with us. That is not what I said. I said, probably nothing will go wrong in the place where we are starting. But if we, for some reason, get sent to, say, if we get sent to the Vernal Court or the Court of the Dawn or, God forbid, the Open Realm, I don't, I can't promise anything there. Open Realm? Uh, It is a completely ungoverned space uh land ownership is not a common practice anywhere there and uh it is not actively controlled or maintained by a court oh no when not reading from not a place that lacks land ownership the <laughs> horror of having decentralized <laughs> land oh terrible well yes we'll follow your every step to make sure that we don't I'm go to saying, the place if we get of sent to plains, an area i guess no houses around here. If Feckin we spooky. get sent to an area that is not controlled by any sort of rules and just has people with unimaginable power coming up to us, I just want to make sure that we're covered. I'm a big fan of rules myself. And if there aren't any, then there's none to break, and I can just lit anything on fire. That I think you've lit at least one too many things on fire as it is. As long as you don't do it in, like, a place that matters to me, I don't give a shit, honestly. Oh, well, that's a rule I can follow. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Are we all ready to go in now? Everyone got all your stuff together? As I'll ever be. All right. Let's go. She opens the gate. You place your hand on that threshold, and as the magic material materializes, you push through. 
Now, Winnie, you know old fair is time and space are not related in the same way as they are on uh, on Kraith. So, what emotion are you feeling as you cross this threshold? You are the one who is leading the group. Um, yeah, I think it's very refreshing. Um, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Olfair is not under the same sort of stress of death <laughs> that that Kraith is. So, um, coming into a world that is uh, not plagued um, with a literal, you know, material plague. Um, also to a place that has become a second home for Winnie is just like quite literally like a breath of fresh air. Um, it's more magic, you know, uh, here. The land is magic. Winnie has spent a lot of time connecting to it. So this is just like, it's just a feeling of uh, coming to a very familiar place um, that you spent a lot of time in. It's very refreshing, very energizing for Winnie, but she's also keeping in mind that this is completely new territory for most of the people here, so she's keeping her guard up um, and watching out for them. Yeah, and um, what I will say is, as you've gone through this gate many times, you don't always end up in the exact same location. You're in the general same area. It is a safe place. You're not worried about anything like that. And so while you are remaining wary of your traveling companions and alert, I can't help but think that Winnie is probably on cloud nine. And as you walk through, um, you take your steps and you feel your hair begin to stand straight up on end. And the rest of you, as you file in behind, notice that and then if you're wearing any sort of necklace, anything loose, it is also being pulled straight upward. My holy symbol, what is this? And as you look in that direction, you find you're looking down. You are all have walked in upside down and you're standing in the clouds. And just like the way it feels looking at an airplane in a daydream they're spongy you sink in a little bit you can feel the mist at mid-calf and it is soft and I think Winnie would know that you don't have a threat of falling you can take light little jumps as you found your way in which direction uh, down? <laughs> yeah, do you just want to jump down? I mean, if there's a safe way down rather than just jumping, um, that would be great. Otherwise, I can spend power points to like manipulate water or whatever, if that's needed. So right now, you are on the underside of clouds. It is uh, twilight silvery, purpley blues swirl in the sky. There's ambient light from all of the many, many stars and the ambient energy reflecting off each of these clouds. What would Winnie think would be a safe way to get down? 
Um, again, she probably normally just jumps to a nearby thing. Um, but again, this not being a place of you know, this being a place where everyone else with her is not totally familiar with the physicality of it and the physics of it. Um, I think moving the clouds in any way she can to kind of make like a, a, a staircase down. Um, yeah. Somehow. If you want to move the clouds, you can uh, spend the proper PowerPoints. Okay. And you take your hands, kind of clasping them together almost in prayer, extending from behind your body out further. You separate them, and the cloud that you are walking on spirals almost like a half pipe. Um, making a nice smooth curve that if you walk along would orient yourselves right side up and from there uh, you see two sort of platforms and they create a sort of infinite staircase where you walk from one the other moves below the other moves below and below as you are as you all assuming you follow Winnie's lead can very gently make your way down to the ground. Yeah, I think as she's doing that, she goes, all right, nobody panic. This happens sometimes. And then she just, as she says that, is moving things. Just very gently down to the ground. Would I be panicking? Can I roll to not panic? (laughs) Roll to keep cool? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's, uh, I guess, roll to, like, not be shaken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I shouldn't have said anything. I don't need combat damage. I just want to see if I'm nervous. Uh, yeah. What's my what's that toughness? You asked to roll dice. I'm gonna let you roll dice. You roll the <laughs> dice. You roll the dice. dice. <laughs> okay. Is you that... don't get to pick the dice. I'm the GM. <laughs> All right. Is that what's the shaking? I think it's room? a spirit. Spirit. I think it's spirit. Yeah. Okay. It's spirit. Yeah. Spirit plus a. Uh... It would be super disorienting to look up and like see a long fall down. Like that would be a very like strange. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Be, like I'm like imagining it, and it's like making me nauseous trying to like visualize what that would be. Like. <laughs> yeah. So Dizzying. I don't know how this makes sense narratively, but I fucking got a sixteen. As not expected. Actually, no, I exploded too. Oh, You're super chill, probably. One. You're super chill and cool. Yeah. <laughs> just, probably just closing my eyes. I don't know. Instead, I think what happens is Arcos, you look up which is down and see the long fall ahead of you and you instinctively turn your gaze back. And when you do, you see Winnie completely sure of herself making a making light work of this situation just very effortlessly and doing so in a way that it seems that she's done this dozens of times before and noticing that when you look down and see the fall, it's hard to not just appreciate the view. Mm. And going through everything you've been in, going through uh, the past few days and weeks, I think where you might once have found fear, you find a sort of comfort. It's beautiful. Also, I'm just making this decision now. Um, I think Winnie's hair always matches the sky here. So it doesn't really match Craith, but whenever it's changing, it's changing to match 
all fair. So like whatever the sky is now, whether it's day or night or some mixture in between, that's what Winnie's hair looks like right now. I will be fair. It is either twilight or dawn most of the time. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And I would say it's a different kind of... The, we don't need to get into like the, the <laughs> day and night, the not day and not night and not cycles day of all fair, right. but... Day and night. Free this mind at night. Uh, <laughs> Fucking love that song. Um, you all head down to the ground, and Winnie, you would know the best way to find your way to your home away from home away from home is to lead with your heart. And so what does Winnie think about to focus on heading back? Or the house of the autumnal court. Um, I think she focuses on a memory. She would think about Envy bringing her here for the first time when they were teenagers. So I think she would just replay that memory in her head and she would instantly know where to go. Yeah, you replay this memory of two young girls kind of not stumbling through the trees, but going off of the beaten path, Envy taking a scenic route. And even though she is was incredibly risk averse, um, there's still an element of playfulness, especially for someone who had probably, by that point when she took you home, had only been to Old Fair. I think that was your first time, actually, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah who had never really been in this land. It's, uh, it's sort of like taking someone uh, to a tourist trap when they visit. They're like, ah, oh, this is so cool. And they think that's how everything is. Um, you seeing all these things that seem like fantastical and magical and envy. It's just like, yeah, if I take this person across these things, they'll have a great time. Yeah. But we're never really in any danger. Yeah. Um, and, and that just feeling of like, youthful innocence and excitement and the first time you really discovered how wide the world and worlds could be and you saw all of it in her just a little bit of a crush kind of kids do where they don't really know what they're getting into and it guided you to another home in the same way that feeling guides you today you all begin to make your way it's a little bit of a walk can you roll me a notice Winvy Winvy Winnie that's their celebrity name, name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I really need to not do my notes this way um, notice okie dokie plus two yeah That is nine. With the nine, as you are making your way toward the V family house, something catches your eye just a little bit to the left of where you currently are. There isn't really a north, south, east, or west, but maybe 50 yards to your left, something out of place. 
something flitting in the distance. Um, okay. Can I examine it further? Can I kind of wander towards it? Yeah, you begin walking in that way. Um, you're about where you saw it. And you look around, make another notice check. Uh, I'm going to spend a Benny on that one because that wasn't super great. Um, Did you see something, Winnie? I think so. Just a little, nothing big. Are you staying put or are you guys all following Winnie? I'll let her do her thing. She's better in the woods. Uh, seven for that one. Yeah. With the seven, you see this glowing pink light and it darts off in the same direction. Another 20 yards, maybe. Do I recognize the shade of pink? No, actually. Hmm. Darts 20 yards. Is it going in the direction we're going? It's going in the same direction you've moved 50 yards in. Okay. Um, y'all just, just stay here for a second. Um, I'm going to follow it. Aren't you the one that said that we should all stick together? Well, I've been here a million times, so just keep yourself safe. Oh, well, I see. Rules in for us, but not for you, huh? I ignore that. I keep going. <laughs> Who's in charge while you're gone, Winnie? Come into old fair with me, she said. Follow the rules, she said. I'll be right back, she said. And then she's dead, I bet. Quit whining. <laughs> all right, all right. Everybody calm down. Calm down. Um, How far would you follow this thing, Winnie? Um, I don't want to go, like, so far as to where I'm following it for more than, like, ten minutes. Okay. Um, How fast does Winnie move? Pace is eight. <laughs> Whatever that okay, means. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um... You begin uh, following this. You were already 70 yards away, um, which for the Americans out there is like almost a football field. <laughs> almost, not quite. Not quite. It, <laughs> it's, half a, um, it's a half a football field, including the end zone. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Um, and uh, as you keep going, this thing sort of picks up speed pace a little bit it it zigzags it glows bright and you don't get more than a few feet away from it you go for about 10 minutes over this through this sort of thick brush um those of you who are staying behind you can't uh even see winnie anymore yeah she's 70 yards away in forest <laughs> just left you behind <laughs> that's so far into the woods I'm playing if you walked like almost a right hundred of yards straight into the woods you would be so far away comparatively yeah and 70 yards before she kept going for 10 minutes mind <laughs> you um she's fine she's fine <laughs> and winnie as you approach it seems to rest in this clearing and there is a single toadstool that it hovers right above in the center. Okay, I'm going to reach out to touch, not the toadstool, but the, the glowing pink thing. 
you reach out to this glowing pink thing and you feel something reach out of it and grab your wrist before you can make contact. What do you do in that moment? Um, you don't see anything, but you feel a hand clenched tight around your arm. So it feels sinister, yeah? Um, you feel a hand clenched around right, your arm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take out my dagger mm -hmm. and just kind of like slash at it. At the little, the small light? Yeah, whatever's grabbing me, yeah. I mean, you don't see anything. Like, there is a small growing light, and you feel an arm, like, you feel a hand around your arm, but you don't see a hand. So are you going for, like, the light itself or trying to stab where you feel the hand? Well, I don't want to stab myself. Um, That's, like, always a good thing to not do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, okay, I'll still take out my dagger, but I'll try to pull my hand out first. Yeah. Uh, you take your dagger, you try and pull your hand free, and this thing is held on tight, but you can sort of feel like a weight on it as if there is some kind of a body or something that is attached to this. Okay, how? so it's like, it's letting my arm move, it, like it's not restraining it in any way. Correct. It's like it's, it's not even trying to like pull you in, it's trying to hold on. Okay. Gotcha. And the light's still there? Yeah, on the toadstool. You've, like, pulled it back up, and it's, like... I mean, it's, like, kind of a comically large toadstool. It's probably, like, a, a foot wide. But uh, as you said, the light is still hovering right above it. All right, I'm going to pull it, like, kind of up to my face, um, where I would imagine that um, whatever's holding on, where I could be, like, facing it. Um, yeah. Hello there. You feel a second hand. Both of these are bony and taut. Reach out and reach out and grab your throat. All right, I'm going to smash the toadstool. I'm going to stomp on it. You stomp on the toadstool and you still feel these invisible hands. Hmm. Okay. I, if you'll let me do something, I want to, I'm going to do summon ally. Mm -hmm. And I imagined whenever I was picking this power that like what I would be doing is calling a, a fae from, from this realm. Um, cause it's, you know, that's where Winnie's power comes from. That's what I just kind of imagined yeah. it would be. Um, so I'm going to summon an ally and see if it can help me with whatever the fuck's going on right now. Great. Um, do I have your permission to fuck with this a little bit? <laughs> um, yeah, if you don't kill me, sure. I'm not going to kill you. Okay. Kill Perfect. her. Kill her. <laughs> well, I'm not going to kill you right now, at least. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus. As you summon this fae, it's this sort of like, you kind of look out. Uh, you're you're not in full panic mode, but you you've been less panicked before, uh -huh. and so you sort of look and with your free arm reach out to a nearby tree, 
calling forth. Uh, it's like a the spirit of the tree emerges from the bark, and the spirit floats down for before you. And as it looks toward you, you see it almost like glitches in place, and it's sort of this friendly, soft energy gnarls and twists and you feel extending from it these branches like another hand grabbing your wrist all of these pulling Winnie toward the ground and in her ear she hears you lie (laughs) um now I'm panicking what the fuck um Fuck. Shit. Um, great. And these are all pulling you toward the ground. And you feel more invisible hands kind of grabbing your legs and your waist and just sort of pulling you down toward the dirt. All right. Um, one last uh, saving grace, hopefully. I'm going to use teleport to teleport me out of this. Hopefully this works to get me out of the grasp of whatever's happening. Yeah, are you just going back to your frenzies? Yeah, toward it. It only teleports me up twelve feet, but I'm just hoping that it will just get me out so I can bolt. Yeah, uh, you teleport uh, twelve feet away in the direction um, you're slightly outside of the clearing in some trees, and you just start running. And you can feel, even as you're running, some of those hands. It's like it's kind of like running. Th- you know those like those foam things that hang in a car wash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it yeah. it feels almost like that like occasionally some of those are like grabbing and pulling you, but you start you just keep running and you're focused on getting toward your friends and eventually the hands they I guess they're left behind or they stop pulling or you're outrunning them or you're maybe so full of adrenaline that whatever thought that you had laying somewhere that they could have been feeding on or drawn to was so far pushed out of your mind that uh, you get several tens of yards and you can stop and catch your breath if you want. Um, just for a second. Just for, just a, for a second. second. And you feel the forest around you that sort of heightened wrongness that you felt as your ally twisted into something else dissipated you turn and glance back and you see the tree spirit that you summon floating benignly as they usually do waiting for your next command i'm gonna fucking or request uh, i'm gonna disband it just like dismiss it you do so Oh, God. Okay. Um, And I'm just going to go back to the group. I am freaked out by that. With no problem. (laughs) And uh, you all, by the time Winnie heads back, probably no longer running at at max speed, but just sort of jogging, walking. It's pretty thick. Um, It weirdly enough feels like it takes longer for you to get back, even though you know you're running faster and you knew the way better. Mm -hmm. Um. But you, you get, you join the rest. Magnus just like looks at you and just like cricks an eyebrow up, just like, welcome well, back. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's move forward. That was not what I was expecting. So let's let's just keep moving. 
And she she goes. <laughs> Straight up no explanation on what just happened. Well, I mean, it was kind of scarring, but I don't know. I, someone couldn't see was reaching out toward me, and I called the spirit to try to help me out, and it got warped too. And I'm a little freaked out by it because I've never seen anything like that in here. So I would just like to go somewhere safe. If that's all right with you. I'm sorry. What even what even prompted you to go that direction? I'm going to can I elbow Magnus really quick? Just be like <clears throat> your undying curiosity is not always the right thing to do, Magnus. No, Arcos, it's it's fine. It's a fair question. I I saw a little pink light and I decided to follow it. Ah, Magnus is going to like look askance at Julian like just give him a look of like what <laughs> like why um and then look back at you and be like so basically the thing that you warned us not to do you did yeah and yes. it didn't turn out well however the the difference being again i am the guardian of these literal parts so i do know what to expect as opposed to the rest of y'all who are not usually here I don't know if anyone else might have been able to get themselves out of that situation, but here I am, and now we're moving somewhere safe. Um, Magnus crosses his arms and says, Do you think that we're so useless that we'd be of no help in a dangerous situation? Well, perhaps not you, but if it were Craig or Julian or Askarath, who have never been here before, and I kind of do a second glance at Julian, like, you haven't been here before, right? Um... Then I don't know what it could have been for them. Oh, Julian shrugs. <laughs> so I remember that this is a podcast, and if I just shrug, people can't see. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. I would just like to get out of here. Well, lead the way then. We're moving forward. And forward you move. Um, as you head through this forest, I realize I never described quite what it looked like. Um, each of the different families, it's hard to say if they are named after the seasons their courts represent or if the courts are named after. Yeah, if they're yeah, if they're if the courts are named after the seasons that the area represents or if the areas in the mortal planes are named after what the courts are. I get you. Pretend any of those words made sense. <laughs> Y'all get the gist. Anyways, there's red. OK, it is. <laughs> Uh, there are these beautifully thick, deep brown tree trunks with a fiery smattering of yellow, oranges, reds, and browns, and occasionally just the faintest green that never quite lasts. Uh, something, something, nature's first green is gold, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, a beautiful, satisfying crunch noise as you make your way through these lands some dappled stones across what is very clearly a trail in these woods. Um, Winnie, as you navigate, you are almost always able to find the trails between each of the courts um, and any of the gates that lead back to Kraith. Gates that lead elsewhere or other uncharted territories are more of a mixed bag for you, but especially for mortal standards, um, I would say you're probably incomparable with the way that you navigate through 
the twilight wilds. And there's just a soft breeze. Feels like a beautiful, crisp autumn morning. As you make your way through to a small cabin. Now, the bulk of the autumnal court lies hidden behind and beneath the trees and delusions and magic. But this first cabin, Winnie, is where you expect to see a familiar face. Shelby, who often sits at the outermost waypoint, greeting all who may come, whether their intentions are good or bad, kind of depends on which Shelby you'll meet. Um, Okay, I will approach the cabin slowly and knock on the door. You knock on the door and you hear some rustling, uh, a piece of wood hitting wood, a slide of metal against stone as a little peephole is opened up and you see an eye staring at you with a beautiful pink iris and they say, state your business. Hotel. State your business. I'm here to see you, of course. All right, and who who might be here to see me? I get so many visitors, you know, it's hard to keep track. Just your sister-in-law. Nothing crazy. Sister-in-law, sister-in-law. I have so many sisters-in-law. Oh, but it's your favorite one, though. It's my favorite one. And she is here. Oh, uh, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Oh, you didn't... Oh, how long has it been for you? And she opens the door and gives you a huge hug. I hug her back. Oh, my goodness. How long has it been since you were here last? Too um, long. I'll say that. Was Aravi... What did Aravi's hair look like the last time you were here? It was too long. Oh, you have been gone for so long. I know, I've been busy. It's been always busy, and you never hang out with your favorite sister in law. Well, I'm here to do that now, aren't I? Yes. And you've brought friends. I have brought friends. We are on a little bit of a business trip. But You're always on a business trip. I'm always on a business trip. That's that's how it is, saving the world, saving one of the planes. Is Winnie this boring to you guys, too? She told me not to talk to strangers. (gasps) You told them not to talk to strangers. Well, how inconsiderate. Hello. You can call me Chelvy, and may I have your name? No, absolutely not. That's very impolite of you. No. I'm called by most people Magnus. Well, by most people, Magnus, thank you so much for gracing me with your presence. And, oh, who is this spring rose? Ask Karath. Spring rose. (laughs) Well, I absolutely, I love your energy, Ask Karath. Maybe you can hang out here with me. 
Oh. <gasps> you brought some cute boys. Who are these two? Oh my gosh. And she goes up and um Chelvy is this beautiful young elven like Aladrin fae. She is honestly uh probably about at above average height for a human but short for a fae she is about like five foot ten ish has uh this beautiful curly deep navy hair that goes down to her waist it is different colors almost every single time you see her winnie yeah uh these bright pink irises and a lovely medium tan skin she's wearing uh, a dress that looks like it's made from sewing uh, flower buds together. And you just see just about no duplicates of a single flower um, just around her chest and down into a beautiful long train. And she has thrown both of her arms around uh, Julian and Craig and is kind of holding the She's like, when do you never bring friends my age? Can they hang out here with me? If that's okay with them. Uh, they both just kind of were like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, here. Eyes up here, buddy. Keep your head yeah, in the game. Yeah, <laughs> My head's in the game. I'm in the game. Yeah, you're in something, all right. Okay, well, if you want to go do business, go do business. Well, we'll be back real soon. I can't stay away from you from that long. Oh, right, right. Well, of course not. <laughs> I mean, you do stay away from a very long time. Did you bring me back any presents? Um, Winnie's going to reach into her bag and pull out one of the pastries from Rel that she kept. <gasps> and what is this? This is a chocolate croissant. Chocolate croissant. You always bring me the darndest things. I will absolutely adore this. Well, and she kind of looks at uh, Craig and Julian expectantly. And Julian says, well, uh, she says, aren't you going to invite me in? And they just kind of look confused. And she, uh, just kind of storms inside and uh, kind of goes behind where you can't see her. And then you guys are all just sort of standing out there. And she says, are you coming or not? And uh, Julian and Craig are just kind of looking at each other and sort of just, I guess, wander in. And then the door, they leave the door open behind them and they go into this cabin to hang out. <laughs> They'll be fine, I promise. Ah, uh, they're fucking doomed. <laughs> There's Shelby no way more. she's actually the same age as Julian, right? Isn't she like several hundred years old? I was she's, wondering the same thing. She is about as young as she looks. She's only in her 20s. Right. How long do these um, people live for? Oh, centuries. Huh. A lot of recent births around the Fae Kingdom, eh? Well, yeah, right here, but I'm sure as we uh, follow our lead a little bit more, we're looking for the older ones. So we'll see the the, the elderly soon, I'm sure. Hmm. 
Um, and as we're walking, Magnus sort of like takes a moment and says, say, they said that it's been a while since you've been around here. Why, uh, what's kept you away for so long? You two, honestly. Um, I mean, I used to visit more, so it seems like a long time for them, but, you know, we had stuff to do. Yeah, I suppose we did, but, well, you could have sort of come back at any time, really. We weren't always fighting or doing something for the past two years. I made it back to the, my siblings at least twice. Visited my parents. I mean, I ride all the time. They're just a little dramatic. They miss having me here. Hey, yes, I can imagine a, a family full of cheddars would be a bit, uh, bit much. They're not all as energetic as her, but she is uh, quite a presence to have. A bit daffy. I guess I'm one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's uh, let's move on. I'm gonna move forward. And as you've been walking, um, you, uh, in order to progress further, actually walked through the center of a tree, Winnie, as you've been here many, many times, you know your way in and out through. Of course. Uh, there's uh, some small scale teleportation where you like walk in through one tree, come out another. There's a waterfall that's not a waterfall sort of situation. Um, and at some point, uh, Winnie takes you all to a large opening where the wood becomes an empty field. And there is nothing but plains for about a half mile at least. And then the woods slowly pick up on the other side and Winnie you know this is it uh yeah welcome to the autumnal court she kind of just gestures around here yeah I mean it's a little it's a little hidden it's not quite in plain sight but uh I'm gonna keep going um, as Winnie takes a couple steps forward, she entirely disappears. Ah, I see. Hidden in plain sight, eh? All right. Magnus is going to follow her after her. You do so. Uh, Askarath kind of looks sideways at you, Arcos, and takes a step in as well. Ugh, can't beat him, join him. And I'm going to walk in after Askarath. And you all find yourself in a, a land not entirely unlike, uh, what's it called? Forlorn. Um, you can see it, it's almost, uh, as if You've known Forlorn your entire life, or that sort of architecture. Arcos, you have. And you are now seeing the artwork that that was a ripoff of. <laughs> Similarly to the style of Forlorn, you see this beautiful architecture uh, melded seamlessly with these large trees, except the trees themselves are also constructions of edifice, painstaking painstakingly crafted 
out of materials you might not be entirely familiar with. I think, Magnus, you probably have a pretty good working knowledge of the different sorts of materials that exist on the magical periodic table that exists in this world, more so than the common person, especially ones made in the Feywild. And this city, unlike Forlorn, which is a winding, sprawling, sort of outward spread, it does do that, but the the road work instead of winding like meandering paths is almost laid out like a clockwork pattern like the movements and channels on an astrolabe and the city extends upward where tree branches in a forest extend out these come up and down forming archways and walkways and paths and the city itself is roughly four stories high inside and outside it I mentioned when you went to Rel that you could see where the city had been built on itself over the past thousands, maybe thousands plus years. Here, everything is an architecture style that is unfamiliar and ancient, and yet it is all brand new and shining. And the vibrant blood of red seems to be reflected everywhere throughout this city that warm autumn feeling there are fires upon fires and lit torches that don't give off smoke and never die out it is warm it is cozy and there is light and life everywhere and most importantly no one seems to give a shit about y'all being there i'm going to be like arcos is going to just be in awe um and then say the to Winnie um Winnie have you ever seen a beautiful painting depicting a landscape the the artwork is the brushstrokes it captures the essence of a valley or something perfectly I have seen beautiful paintings but nothing compares to this I grew up in and around Forlorn, the forest. It, seeing this place feels like I've been staring at a painting all my life, and now I'm seeing it in person for the first time. It's breathtaking. And how does it feel? I don't have words to describe it. Staring at a painting, and then opening up a door to the real place. Yeah, I felt <coughs> the same way when I first came here. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <clears throat> Bit busy on the eyes, but, you know. Not all of us live in a dark tower haunted by a mother-in-law, Magnus. Enjoy nature. I do, it's just this is sort of like looking at nature folding in on itself a thousand times with intricacies that go down to a microscopic level. It's just a lot to take in. Well, do you expect the Fae to be subtle about this sort of thing? Anybody that has that much time on their hands is going to be showing off one way or another, I assure you. Um, Magnus, can you make an occult check, I think, is what I want. Yeah, that's a vibe. Occult for me is going to be
Hey, I got a six on that die, so that explodes. So that's going to be 14 on the old gold check. Um, as Magnus, as you, you say that and you mentioned something about how it feels like uh, nature folding in on itself, I think a part of you um, recalls how that sort of philosophy, I guess, uh, relates to some of the fractal work that you saw in those ancient, natural, almost seamlessly woven runes. I suppose, Arcos, in the same way that Forlorn is an inspiration of the architecture of the Feywilds, part of me doesn't wonder if perhaps the Feywilds are inspired by some other higher plane that we don't know about. Higher plane still? Hmm. Hmm. Sounds of divine importance, perhaps, or... If you could call it that. Godly, good or bad, neutral. I think whatever it is, it might just be Mausolea. Which is why we came here in the first place. Winnie. Who exactly are we going to be talking to? We are speaking with my mother-in-law, who is... Keeper of lore around here. She is uh, about a century and a half old. Envy's family is in power alongside three other families, so pretty influential. Um, she's very nice. I, I imagine we go in with a lot of grace and reverence. We'll follow your lead. It's your family. Did you... <clears throat> well... Are you on good terms with the rest of the family? Oh yeah, they love me. They um have kind of warmed up to me a little bit more after Envy's death uh, five years ago. Um, they kind of see her in me, so um, they like having me around. It's just, I know you're probably being genuine. This just sounds so sus to Magnus. Because in Magnus's head, he's like, this is a human woman that that married an elf maiden and took her to the mortal world and that elf maiden got killed. And so Magnus feels- Does he think that I killed her? Jesus. No, but that's sort of like the classic conflict of like mortality between the Fae and the mortals. That's like the exact scenario no, of yeah. why Fae tell their kids not to fuck mortals. But yeah. And but so, I don't know. Can Magnus make a cheeky little just like insight check to see if Winnie's like hiding something about this interaction? Yeah. Go ahead She's and been acting very, very strange. Okay, notice. It's also a d10. It's a seven. Um, yeah, with a seven, I think you're trying to see if, like, Winnie is hiding something or if she's saying something to, like, protect your feelings or to protect you. And as far as you can tell, she seems pretty on the level about it. Oh, this is so, like... 
This is gonna bug Magnus. <laughs> Part of Magnus just doesn't believe that in-laws are gonna be reasonable, and he thinks the Fae are crazy, and so he's, like, doubly sure that this is about to be a terrible situation. I'm sorry that Magnus has trauma that Winnie simply doesn't have. <laughs> is it is it trauma or just life experience when there's a literal ghost haunting you? Like, is it... I mean, they... I know it's, like, weird for someone to actually get it get along with their in-laws um especially when they the relationship is of this nature but um we really didn't get along at first they warned her envy's parents warned her about marrying a mortal like me but you know we were young we weren't going to listen to what our parents had to say um, and what we thought was going to happen to me, you know, being half elf, only live into, you know, about a century, a little bit more, um, ended up happening to her. We thought that she was going to have to live the rest of her life without me. And it turns out it ended up being the opposite. And because of how sudden that was and how fluid things are with the politics of the gates and being in contact with the other planes we have kind of bonded i guess for lack of a better word over the the loss of her we grieve her they knew how much she loved me they know how much i love her still and i don't know that has made them warm up to me. They miss her. I miss her. And really, that's all there is to it. I believe you, Winnie. You don't need to, to justify anything to me. It's just... Well... All I'll say is that I would hope at this point that... If there is some reason that we should be worried about the Fae acting Fae-ish, that you would trust Arcos and I enough to give us a warning. And maybe instead of rushing off into the woods, ye trust your friends a bit to have your back. I'll, uh, I'll bring you both with me next time I run off. I promise. And she, take, she puts out her hand for you to shake. <laughs> Magnus, I think, just like ruffles her hair instead. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just looks like so pissed. <laughs> uh, like, okay, I just all right. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, well, we want to make any pit stops before we head on in. I know this is kind of a lot, but, you know, there's sites and people to see and, I don't know, anything pique your interest? I'll let you know if anything does, but frankly, this whole ordeal has gotten me a little on edge. All right, then we can just get this over with Um, move forward. Um, I'm going to go to wherever... 
<laughs> my in-laws live. I don't know if yeah. there's like a palace or something here. Um, there's not, uh, not necessarily in the autumnal court. So, out of, all of the courts have their kind of distinct vibes, and the autumnal court doesn't necessarily have like a palace. Um, there are different families which have, uh, tend to be in power, and there's like some of the larger estates or smaller estates in this area. Um, and you would know because this is a place where there aren't as many codified rules you're expected to follow. However, there are a myriad of social conventions that you uh, that you, you are benefit you benefit from adhering to. Uh, that because Tanvi was the one who wrote you, you should go to Tanvi first All right. and follow up on that before yes. uh, showing up. And you also know that you probably shouldn't, even though they're your uh, in-laws, since you're coming with like some kind of business, that you shouldn't show up to them unannounced and start business. Like there's a little bit of a got sort it. of back and forth you need to do. Got it, got it, got it. I kind of, in my head, I was like, they're one family. They all live in the same place. But, you know, that's not realistic. They're adults. So, um, yeah. No, I, that actually, that isn't entirely unrealistic. Yeah. Like, they, they do live near, and it's like multi-generational situation. Yeah. But you kind of know uh, there's like a smaller, it's like one large estate with several living spaces got it. on it. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, yeah. You have to be compact when you live for hundreds of years or else the housing <laughs> crisis gets out of control, which is why they should yeah. actually expand to that one place you're talking about with little conception of property because that would actually be <laughs> a great place well. to expand. Yeah, you know what they should do? The the place with no property that people probably live on, they should just move, expand their city into that. <laughs> yeah. Just go there. Yeah, there's a reason why the city is like four stories. Like there's four consistent stories of people moving and and such. Um, they haven't thought yeah, about that you, in the thousands of years that they've been here. They haven't thought about moving over there. Yeah, just hadn't crossed their mind. <laughs> why don't they just go to the other place? Are they dumb? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, so you head toward the V Estate. And uh, you you know that Tenvi lives in it's sort of a moderate. Uh, it's a, it's basically a very nice tree house to be honest. It sort of had it's like there's a large tree at the center, and um, that is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. Parts of the rooms have been bored into and cut out of the tree. Others uh, build up on the outside and, you know, Tenvi uh, likes to sit up toward the top and brood. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. <laughs> he doesn't call it brooding. Yeah, but it definitely uh, is. But okay. all of his siblings call it brooding. Yeah. And one time you heard Galanvi reference it and Tenvi got upset. <laughs> and so he brooded about it, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll head up. I'll head up to him. Yeah, uh, you do. There, uh, when you, uh, were new here, you used to see guards all throughout the city watching your every move. Um, now that you are a friend, you don't see them as much. Uh, your companions, however, do. 
and you notice there seem to be these guards posted up outside of every door. And when I say you don't see them, I mean that there is literally like a sort of magical spell where you are you're basically able to very easily ignore them. You can like look at them, they're not entirely invisible to you, but if you unless you are actively trying to perceive the guards, you don't notice their presence at all and that's like a part of you being like a member of the city. Um but the rest of you notice as you're moving in that there are uh, guards stationed outside some of the buildings who are watching you as you approach the V estate. There are some of the gates. They do not seem to... They seem fixed on both you and Arcos and uh, uh, Askarath. And as you begin to move, um, they don't, again, they don't pay any attention to Winnie. You cross through the gates. You, there's this wide, sprawling pathway that's not even paved. It's as though the roots of the trees themselves grew into a lattice and then sunk into the stone. And that's how smooth the, uh, the way is. You wind yourself back for about a half minute or so before coming across this sort of tree house. Uh, I would say monstrosity, except it is incredibly elegant and fantastical of uh, building on itself, back on itself again and again. And this is, uh, it has a lot more personality, uh, I would say, than than Tanvi does. <laughs> and so it's interesting that he's so actively drawn to it. Um, but there is, now you can go inside and take the stairs up. There is a teleportation uh, accessibility uh, situation, or there is also a rope ladder. Whatever way is the most, or the least, like, surprising. Like, if we teleport into whatever room he's in, I don't want to jump scare yeah. him. I will say that, like, teleportation is, like, a one-to-one thing, so it would be, like, Someone walking in a room behind you, it wouldn't, but right. and he would know it was there. However, if you want the most, like you do not want to surprise him at all. I don't know if you've ever climbed up a rope ladder, but it takes a minute, <laughs> and it, it's, it's gonna be a second, and so he will probably notice. You'll probably be some creaking somewhere as it pulls against the branches. Um, are we gonna have to roll to climb if we do that? No. Okay. Well, let's, Unless you want to. Let's just take... Well, you don't have to roll to climb. I can make them roll to climb. They don't climb shit. You <laughs> climb cheese all the time. That's funny. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Winnie goes up the rope ladder, and Winnie does not actively tell you about the other ways to get up to the house, I assume, so you should follow behind. Um, <clears throat> I'm used to being around trees, but I'm a bit heavy for climbing them. Uh, what is this? Agility and athletics? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh... Two, two, one. All right, we got a five, boys. Okay. Magnus, what did you get? Um. Oh, no, I'm just going to watch Arcos climb this thing for a while. I'll be up in a sec. Yeah. So, well, a four is technically a success. <laughs> so what happens is Winnie 
uh, begins climbing. And I will say for the sake of this, because Askarath got, oh wait, that explodes. Um, that also explodes. <laughs> A 26. Yes, girl. <laughs> oh, Let's my go. God. Uh, as Winnie effortlessly sails her live half-elven form gliding upward, Askarath, who has spent the past however many years treating every part of her life as an incredibly... Like, every th single thing she does is in its own way worship and a prayer. Uh is effortlessly, despite her being so massive, fluidly uh, ascends the rope ladder as if every part of her body knows exactly where to be and where to shift her weight. That's so funny. Um, following Ascraft, and it's probably for the best you went after Arcos, you are able to ascend it, whereas Winnie and Ascraft, like, the, they are able to lean into the waving of the rope ladder and go up, you're struggling a bit. It's a little inchwormy, dare I say. Um, and it takes you a minute. Like, there's there's a, quite a bit of distance that Winnie and Askarath have to cover, but they go at about the same speed. They're kind of up there, and they're looking down, and you're still, you're still working your way up. But you don't fall, and you do get there. Uh, Magnus, how long into watching Arcos uh, before you decide to figure out your own way up? Can I just teleport to the top? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you were told to be on very good behavior, so you can teleport it to the top. However, it may or may not be received well. You do not know. Imagine like he You're gonna teleport to the house of a guy you who does not know you, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till Arcos is done flailing his way to the top. And then instead, I'm gonna like take the the rope ladder. So the main thing that why a rope ladder is a pain in the ass is because it's not rigid, so you're just constantly <laughs> swinging. So what Magnus is gonna do is he's gonna take the bottom of the rope ladder and like pull it out to him, so it's like at a forty five degree angle going up. And then he's gonna mm -hmm. cast momentary stasis to freeze it in time, and then just walk up after everybody else. Easy enough. Mark that off. I will um. take off a PowerPoint. Right, you do wait. so, right, and as see. you do that, you feel the gaze of all of the of those uh, two guards who are inside the estate staring down at you, a feeling you're familiar with, but they don't stop you as it doesn't seem you're doing anything actively harmful. Yeah, I think Magnus makes eye contact with one of the guards and just like looks him in the eyes and gives him the sort of like, I know that you know that I can see you see me sort of thing. <laughs> And uh, feel very smug as he he calmly walks up the rope ladder, um, up to Arcos and Askrath, who are both like <laughs> like exercising. <laughs> uh, uh, Arcos is going to observe everybody climb this ladder like it's nothing and mumble to himself, "Study healing prayers." They said you'd be cool. They said. I appreciate when you care about hangovers very much, Arcos. I think I took the wrong vows. Yeah, they didn't make this place for giants. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, and as you, you say that, you turn um, the rope ladder leads to... There's still a little bit more house above it, but it's this like wide sort of balcony uh, that spins around, and you see a few feet away, Tanvi, looking out onto the city. 
making no note of your arrival. Um, I'm going to very slowly and cautiously um go sit next to him. Oh wait, he's not sitting. He's he's standing. Oh okay, standing. I'll just stand next to him then. You can sit next to him though. If no, you I'll stand. You can kind of like. Sit I, your I'm back. matching his energy. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, the forearm sort of propped against yeah the the what is it the railing of the balcony, staring out onto the city, thinking about his sonic OCs. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "It's good to have you back." Good to be back. Got your letter. And? And I'm here to visit, but also on a little bit of business. You know how it is. Yes, I, um, I heard. Uh, what news do you have? Um, not a- Last I heard, you were at a volcano. Right. Um, well, Volcano didn't turn out quite the way we expected it to, so... Very few things in this life do. Yeah, you know, gotta expect the unexpected and all that. Um, but we've gotten a few sort of promising leads, and now we're here to follow one of these leads with your mom, actually. Oh. Interesting. You know, I worry. About? There's something wrong here. Something off, something deep and unsettling. And I don't quite know what it is. Uh, He kind of turns towards you and says, it's like it's staring right at me. I can't figure it out. Um, I'm going to roll a note, notice slash insight mm-hmm. um, to see if that's like specifically directed at me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spend another Benny <laughs> to roll again. Yeah, go for it. You spend those bennies. Yeah, got a lot of them. Seven. Yeah. You look at him and you get the sense that he's not, he is not speaking about you in this moment. Okay. However, there is something about what he says that feels like it was meant for you, even if that wasn't his intent. Right. Right, right, right. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I get what you mean. I, I can feel it too, I think. Um, but before I forget, let me introduce you to, to, my friends who I brought with me and I'm going to go down and introduce everybody who followed behind. Pleasure to make all of your acquaintances. We don't often get visitors here. The autumnal court. The lands of Ulfair can be dangerous. 
for travelers such as yourselves. <clears throat> you don't say. I just said. It, re- yeah. <clears throat> yes, yes, of course. Pleased to meet you as well. Jorgen sends his regards to the autumnal court. The autumnal court does not need the regards of gods, but I understand you meant that as a compliment and will accept it as such. Okay, I see. We're really breaking it down piece by piece. Okay. Well, introductions are made. Uh, We'll let Winnie do the talking. Um, yeah, you know, I I got your letter before I figured out that I needed to, to speak with your parents. So, um, you know, just needed to stop by, wanted to stop by. I saw Shelby at the, at the entrance. She's actually being entertained by two of our other guests, which are close to her age. Um, so I think they're probably having fun. Um, but... Yeah. These these two, do you think they are They're they strong? Are they capable? They're oh yeah. They're they're capable, they're fine, they're they can handle themselves. As long as, you know, Chelvy doesn't do anything crazy, but I don't expect that from her. He kind of like looks <laughs> like he's about to say something and then just smiles politely. Like she won't hurt them. Like they're she might I don't think she has any intention of hurting them. No. I don't think so, but... Uh, oh my gosh, what <laughs> did I leave Julian with? <laughs> She's fine, or they're fine, I promise. Yeah, I'm starting to think that you understand what that word means less in this. Alright, well, they'll be here when we pick them up. Perhaps, mm-hmm. could you tell me they'll be healthy, unharmed, unscathed? You would have me make promises I cannot keep. Yeah. I mean, they chose to stay already sick. Then perhaps they are not healthy. They come back and you find them and you would hold me to that. Now I can, if you would like, ensure their safety. If you're willing to pay the price. Don't answer that. Hmm. It's going to be a hard pass for me, my friend. But thank you for the generous offer. You are very welcome. So you wish to speak. What sort of information are you looking for? Well, uh, we made a visit to the library of uh, the House of Sar in Rel, and it gave us a word. That oh, is Lilith still there? <laughs> yes, she is. She's wonderful as ever. Interesting. And they gave you a word. Well, the... The, the staff didn't give us a word, but we visited the Pavilion of Wonder, and we each got kind of a unique experience, but we were left with a term, a name of some sort that we think predates uh, this current epoch of Kraith. So we are looking for someone possibly here in Ulfair that could, you know, give us a little bit of insight to that, that time. And we think your mom might have some information for us regarding that. What word? Mausolea. Not mausoleum. Mausolea. 
as you say that, you noticed uh, a slight change in his facial expression. Do you know something? No, I know precious little, but I've heard that word in a dream. In a dream? How long ago? Uh, Oh, it was when the wind sang a different song. But I do not dream much, for I do not often sleep. But in that dream, Winnie, you were there. Was it just me? What? Tell me about this dream. I want to know all about it. I don't remember a whole lot. I don't have a lot of experience with dreams of any kind. Sort of looks off into the middle distance. Oh, wow. Get this guy a fucking beer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I'll... Thank you for, for that information. If you remember anything else, please let me know. Um, what I can say is that there is not much even my mother knows of that word. I did not know what the significance was, but hearing it again, I do wonder what that means. Well, that's what we're trying to find out. So if we find anything interesting, I'll be sure to let you know. I'll keep you all updated. Uh, puts a hand on your shoulder. I'm so thankful for that, Roman. Now, you know, you don't need to call me by that name. You can just call me Winnie. I can call you many things. That's true. All right, well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we head off? Is there anything we can do for you here while while we're here? Yes, actually. Um, and he goes and produces a small list and hands it to you. Um, I, I take it, yeah. Some errands that he wanted to do around town. <laughs> Jesus, okay. So you can take care of those for him now. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll try to get this done before, before we leave. Is time sensitive, any it. of these? Well, all things are sensitive to the passage of time. Right, but like, is there a priority? Even mountains will one day be blown to valleys, the rivers washing their memory into the sea. But if you could do this in the next day or so, that would be great. Winnie, in the politest way possible, I think I physically need to leave this man's presence. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, yeah, I think no, he's me- pretty cool. Don't you think he's pretty cool? Um, (laughs) Tanvi, it's been great seeing you. And I'll I'll do my best to make sure this all gets done. Uh, Tanvi grabs both of your hands and his and says, I always treasure our talks. Rowan. Squeezes. I do as well. She squeezes your hands too. And we'll be off. He turns around and uh, <laughs> goes back to looking over the city. With <laughs> back to box. brooding. Back to brooding. Yeah, and you guys can you guys take the stairs down now. If you want. <laughs> yeah. I think we. Yeah. They've been there though. I think we can all agree that guy was awesome. 
Uh, yeah, Tenvi's not the most exciting person, but exciting. probably the best out of the the V family to be taking the throne next. So, uh, you know, strengths and weaknesses, I guess. I can never tell by the way these people talk if they're twenty years old or two hundred years old. He both sounds like the first, like a child that just picked up a philosophy book, or somebody that is truly so bored that they just are depressed. Yeah, that's kind of the point. They're all an enigma in their own way. You get used it's to like it. If, it's like if Ennui was a fashion brand and he was constantly modeling for it. That's what his attitude is like. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. You can see, I mean, comparing him to Chelby, you'd think they're they're completely different families. They're They're not all like that, I promise. I well. Envy was just like that. You just not, you're just lying. Envy you're was seeing like it through a nice glasses. mix between the both of them. She's the older sister. She's not as boring as the oldest brother. But so, how old is he really? I wrote them all to be like normal mortal ages. Yeah, he's like thirty five. Yeah. So he's that brooding and jaded. Twenty. Or like the elven equivalent of thirty five. Yeah, but also like, also keep in mind time is weird there. That, yeah, time yeah. is weird here. They're all. Um. But yeah. No. But he's. He, he, I mean, people here would think that he's like that. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, he's so um, dark and mysterious. I love him. I think he's great, <laughs> personally. I like yeah. him. Thank you. Thank you, Brennan. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I love all your NPCs, but Magnus is just... I, he's he's got Shadow sucks. the Hedgehog energy, which is my favorite character. They can't all be Lilith. Am, they can't all be mean lady. I am now just dying to know what the other one that we haven't met yet is like. Because <laughs> there's a yeah, I know. one. <laughs> yeah, as you all... Um, as you head down into the estate, you go to where uh, you think uh, Mirovi would be waiting. Not necessarily waiting, although you've never you've never gone to seek her out where it didn't seem like she knew you were looking for her and was waiting. If that makes any sense, yeah. Um, and you go to uh, this area of the house where um, it is quiet. There's a small like rectangular room and she is seated and uh, there is a single candle in the center and a like around the edge of the room, maybe like a foot wide, there's this trench of crystal clear water that you have to cross get in and she is seated uh with her eyes closed her legs crossed this beautiful older alvin woman wearing all of these sort of draping robes uh, and the candle flame in front of her is sticking straight up in an incredibly narrow long like two foot high uh flame like a little column and she's taking a deep breath as you sort of wander throughout different areas of the house gently not like you're obsessively looking for her um 
but as many things in the twilight wilds you can sort of let your heart bring you to where you're looking next and you arrive at the doorway she doesn't make any motion or movement to indicate your presence but you see a a slight smile come upon her face um Winnie very quietly says Morovi and she does a very deep like nightly bow um even though her eyes are closed you can see in the same way as when they're open when you bow she gives a nod so you can sort of stand yourself back up you bring friends I do this is Magnus and Arcos and Askarath um, Askrath sort of models the bow that you did, and uh, Merovi smiles a bit more, and Askrath stands. I hear you're speaking of words found in dreams. Um, yeah, dreams that happen here, um, weirdly. Uh, has Tanvi told you about it? Yes. A while ago, the clouds in the moonlight took a different shape. That's interesting. Um, do you have any insight you could share with us? Uh, she At this, she opens her eyes, and as she does, the candle flame almost shoots back down to just a normal sort of um, glow as if whatever she was focusing on has dropped. And she stands gracefully, one single motion rising as if someone were pulling her head up like a puppet, one single string. And she says, inside, my dear Rowan, course but first you've been traveling so long let's get all of you food and then we can talk more about these dreams and these futures and fortunes welcome to my house winnie how did you let them come so far without getting tea you must all be famished come on to the kitchen let's make sure you have something in you and then we can talk about whatever destinies await uh, all right of course. Amazing. Um, she kind of lets out a deep exhale, just kind of letting go of all of the formality. Um, thank you for having us. I, I hate to kind of drop in unannounced, but um, it's been too long. It's been, and she looks at you a little seriously, far too long, Winnie. And as you all head to the kitchen, she uh, sort of like very gently holds your chin toward her to turn you to her as she says that. She just as gracefully lets go and ushers you all behind her to the kitchen. I don't know. I just feel like having a Sonic OC is something that you personally have in your life as a 26-year-old. I mean, 
That is such a fucking read. What the fuck? <laughs> isn't, isn't that a crazy call out? Yeah, that but it's completely so accurate. And OC hog. That is so. That is probably the meanest thing you've ever said to me ever. See, I hyper like I hyper fixate on a character in Sonic that I feel like is a good substitute for actually having an OC. Okay, just Which gonna one? take ran Tails? random guess. Rude. You're not gonna know. Tails. What? I said Rouge the bat. No. She's yeah, why? Okay, that's like the that's like a negative read of hand that you think <laughs> she'd be obsessed with Rouge. I mean, she serves, like of course. I mean, yeah, but like that's not the kind of character that you're ever into. No, yeah, the character I am into is in the comics, so like she's not in any games or anything. Yeah, we would only get it if we were yeah. real Sonic fans. It's the real. She's been like, my profile the... picture before. Is that so? Which character? Yeah. What's her name? Her name's Tangle. Tangle the lemur. Oh, She's incredible. Course. I love her. Oh my god, oh, yeah, Tam- this is the most Han character I've ever seen <laughs> right? in my life. Right? She's everything to me. I love her. Oh, that's going. Yeah. Wait, what's her name? Tangle. I'm, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of you. She's she even so looks like you. I love her so much. You are a fucking furry. No, liking Sonic does not make. <laughs> it's you a exactly no. what the furry would say in the same tone of voice too. I have friends who are furries, but I myself am not one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Checks out. Mm-hmm. All right. If if we've just decided the rest of this episode is just gonna be bully hand, then like yeah, sure, fine. I, of course. No, I don't think it's bullying. I, 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 I believe you. Rob is saying it with a negative connotation every time he says something. Hey, no judgment about furries. It's He's just, a lawyer. I, That's just his tone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> Didn't mean to embarrass care. you about your Sonic fan. Look, I drew Sonic OCs when I was like nine. I we did it did. probably until I was like 16, so. Yeah, I, don't I, got, I got really into it. Rolling around at the speed of sound. Yeah, I love that <laughs> shit. I'm, I've got City Escape memorized. I'm, I'm in there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. It's currently Wednesday, February 7th. We've just released season four, episode... What episode is this? 31? Episode 31. I uh, hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoy whatever episode you're on right now if you're catching up or if you're on a previous season or whatnot um yeah sorry i haven't been updating as much on the mid-roll announcements recently or the post-roll announcements i guess um just busy with um life stuff and other projects and um that sort of thing but uh yeah i think i'm just gonna keep them a little more sparse from now on don't expect them every episode but um most episodes maybe every other episode i don't know uh sometimes i just don't have the the time or resources to do it in a timely fashion um but anyway if i if i have something really important to update you about i will do so um and yeah thank you to arcane anthems for providing our season four theme song um if you want to check out his patreon go to patreon.com slash arcane anthems 
You can find us on our socials on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Guildfellows. Amelia's still making a little graphic every week to make a little grid thing for everyone to enjoy. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend going to do that. We want to shout out our Red Circle subs. So we want to say thank you this week to Alice, our Red Circle subscriber. We love you so much and you make our hearts full. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps the show grow and be seen by more people like you. We should be having um, a new episode come out next week. Um, we have some life stuff going on right now, which when aren't we having life stuff go on? Um, but just be aware we might have a, a sparse next few weeks, but we're, we're gonna finish out the season. I promise you we're, if it extends for a little longer than we anticipate, then that happens. But we have a few episodes left of season four, um, about five or six maybe. And, um, yeah, we fully intend on seeing that through and then doing some wrap ups for the show. Um, I'll keep you updated on those when I need to. Um, but just know that things might be bumpy for the next few weeks. Um, and I apologize for that, but you know, life, life gets in the way sometimes. If you haven't heard, I have a new podcast out with my friend Mel. Uh, it's a Kingdom Hearts lore podcast. It's called Shedding Starlight. If you're into the Kingdom Hearts series, um, I recommend you go check it out. And, uh, it's on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully we'll have, um, an episode out for you guys next week. We'll see. Uh, if not, don't fret. We're not going anywhere. We're just kind of stalled. We're really invested in ending the story, so um, it will happen. Just uh, maybe not on, on consistent as a schedule as usual. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.